Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today we're diving into Loki Season 2, all over the timeline, jumping, slipping, sliding, (laughs) never ending. Um, I guess a quick recap from Season 1 is that Loki was messing with the time stream, he got caught by the TVA. He met a bunch of other versions of himself from other timelines, uh, including one named Sylvie, who they worked together. They found Kang was essentially in control of time at the end of time. Uh, and I can't like 100% remember how the first season ended. And they didn't, it was my biggest gripe for this season's like recap of last season is they didn't really remind us how it ended. Yeah. There should have been like, it's like they needed like one more scene. Cause I know they fought like they, you know, Kang was, or he, you know, he who remains like, you know, just antagonizing them to mm-hmm. fight. And then they eventually start fighting. And was it that there was a doorway and Sylvie like pushed Loki through that doorway mm-hmm. and then he just couldn't get back. Yeah. Yeah, but they Something they had like already used the time stick oh, to mm-hmm. erase Kang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She she pushed him through the door so that Loki would stop trying to stop her because she wanted to kill uh, He Who Remains. Mm-hmm. And so with Loki out of the way, she did, but he's just like, good luck. Now there's a whole bunch more of me coming. And Loki is really scared and tripped out by the whole experience. <laughs> yep, exactly. Right. Well, and and that brings us to present present day, I guess, for season two. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, I put a big question mark on that because. Uh, wow. Yeah, and yeah. we do get to see the TVA like through the years, and we learn some pretty interesting things as Loki is time slipping. Um, I will say it was pretty mm-hmm. funny because the first time he time slips and 
he's looking around and like all of the murals and all of the things are like replaced by Kang. My first thought was, mm-hmm. oh, he's in the past. <gasps> what if Kang set up the TVA? And then he like time slipped a couple more times and it became a little more muddy. And I was like, oh, maybe I was wrong. Well, to to that point, like I'm I'm a I'm getting a little suspicious with some of the information that we get in this episode, especially regarding Miss Minutes. I'm I'm wondering if Miss Minutes is going to have basically be Kang or have a connection to Kang. I don't know why. Like I just there's something weird going on there. I think just just on how they we'll get into it, but it, there's a connection with an, another new character <coughs> that we get, and it's just like. I just I see like a hole there where Kang could fit in, but yeah, yeah. But that goes to was... your. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> I was just gonna say like there's a recording of uh, Kang in this episode where he's having a conversation with Miss Minutes, and so to me that sounds like at some point Miss Minutes was a person who uh, worked mm. with Kang, and so she has because. In the first season, we didn't exactly know what she was because Loki's like, are you alive? What are you? And she's like, I don't really know. And she's just like, I'm a clock and I can do stuff and I have intelligence, but what kind? Who knows? And so, yeah, this, um, I think we always knew that uh, Kang was in charge of the TVA or had started the TVA, but I always thought that it was in kind of like a shadowy way where they didn't know that that was her true origin. But what we found out in this episode is that he used to be like openly leading mm-hmm the TVA mm-hmm. and then has been erasing people's memories since then and set up the system with the uh, <laughs> space lizards. <laughs> uh, so, you know, under new management sort of. And also whenever Loki did the, the jump at the end of last season, I had assumed he'd gone into a different timeline, like a whole different reality mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, Kang was running the TVA and things are all different. But here we found out it was just, this timeline's past. And so as Loki is being, you know, yanked <laughs> through time uh, throughout this episode, he's staying in the same timeline, but he's going back to uh, the TBA when Kang was in charge to the present and also to the future. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, <laughs> we learned a lot. It was... Loki's not the only one who's tripped out by this. This is a... <laughs> This was hard to follow. Yeah. It was yeah. it was a lot of fun though to kind of like see how time works in the TVA. Like I I almost expected it to be whenever he time slips he would end up somewhere else. But instead it was like he was in the exact mm-hmm. spot that he slipped from. He was just there at a different time in the timeline, which is interesting because I feel like you know this is where things get even more confusing because we have the multiverse, which is Mm -hmm. just different universes. Mm -hmm. Then we have the timeline, which branches so that you have different universes, but they're all branched off the original timeline. And then you have like regular time travel, which is you just move back and forth through linear time. (laughs) So it's like, wow, what is going on? Especially with Mm -hmm. when he goes to the future, I was almost confused mm-hmm. because there are so many branching timelines. I wonder if the future he went to was the prime timelines future or was it a future on one of the branched timelines? Mm. But then when he goes back, it's sort of like, oh, well, it kind of seems like it was the main timeline yeah. because the shutters are closed and the 
thing is all twist. The timeline threads are all twisted, and but nobody's there. Like nobody's in the TVA. So I don't know. It's very confusing. It's getting wild. I want to do a quick, quick side note, just because it's referenced off of something you said. Uh, and this is really more in the spirit of October and spooky season. But if you have Amazon Prime, there's a new movie that just dropped this weekend. It's called Totally Killer. And <laughs> you can think of it as like a mix of like Back to the Future with like Happy Death Day. But there, there's a moment where they actually explain how you would travel through time but stay in the same place. <laughs> they, like, they actually have an explanation of like how they would make that work. So I'm not going to spoil it, but it's, I think it's kind of... I've never really seen that in regards to like time travel movies of like, oh, yeah, well, we, we use this because this way it'll keep you in the same place no matter where you yeah, go. Yeah, because like, that's like, okay. the, the big <laughs> sure. debate on time travel in the real world mm-hmm. is... Uh, that if you were to time travel yeah and your body would just reappear wherever you time traveled from which would mean the earth could be you know miles and miles mm-hmm. away because it moves mm-hmm. um right but in this mm-hmm. i had that same thought which was does the tva move is it like floating around or is it in just we don't really know where it is right it's just at the end of time or pocket dimension or something. Also like the, and like, I love the, the kind of the intro moments uh, where we get to kind of see like behind the shoulders of like how massive this place is. Right. Like it gives me that star Wars kind of fifth element <laughs> vibe. And now I just want to go explore this place. Cause it just seems massive. There's so many people there and, so many buildings, and I think it, that could be interesting, but anyway, we probably won't get that. But yeah, that's a good point. Like, <laughs> I also was, uh, <laughs> while we were watching it last night, Mason and I, at one point I said, This is some fifth element crap because <laughs> it seemed like such a clear homage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely took some inspiration here. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but I love it. <laughs> Oh, I don't. I hate the fifth element. I'm sorry. I just, I don't like that movie. And it's okay. It's okay for me to not uh, like the fifth element. Not everybody has to like it. I did. I just got the still look for it. <laughs> <laughs> he is committed to the fifth element. <laughs> I did want to point something out that was interesting. Um, and I can't take credit for this because I didn't notice it, but upon looking up some things that happened in the episode that I might have missed. A big one was there's a connection to Moon Knight in this episode. Yes, I missed um, that one too. Where when Loki is blipping around, uh, he eventually, I think it's like the second time he slides, he's in a room. He basically is like running away, right, from everybody and jumps on a car and it crashes into this room and then he time slips and he's in that room again except it's clearly in the past or the future we're not 100 percent sure because nobody knows who he is is why they're chasing him and then nobody knows who he is when he's in this room but he sees casey one of the tva workers and he is listening to what sounds like some sort of podcast and 
what you hear is solving puzzles is a great way to keep your mind. Uh-huh. And that is what Moon Knight, or, well, Stephen Grant is listening to to help him sleep in Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. So we get some sort of strange crossover that there's this interdimensional podcast, I guess, that you can listen to to help you go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The podcast name is called Staying Awake. So. I really wish we could get a cameo from sweet angel baby (laughs) Steven on this. That would be great. I'm wondering if we're going to get any cameos in this. Uh, Just with the nature of Loki in it being set so like strangely in the timeline it would yeah. make sense that we would see other Avengers other characters from other shows or movies there's this, yep. the little subtle nod to X-Men yep. with the door at the end which mm-hmm. was like that little detail is pretty, so pretty I'm, clever. I'm wondering if maybe we will get a mutant, potentially, or maybe even a more direct nod, like if he goes somewhere and they're like, yeah, there's a school for kids with powers over there or something. Like This is the perfect place for them to do that stuff, whether it's to introduce it or to hint at its coming in the future or something um just with him jumping around all over the place they can kind of show us something but not have to explain it yet so i'm hoping but Mm -hmm. maybe not um something we were talking about before we started (laughs) recording was kihyun kwan's role uh and as ouroboros the i don't even know what his job is he just sort of fixes things <laughs> does, yeah at one point like does a, he even know a, what his job like a computer is. chip comes down to him with a note tied to it and he takes a hammer and like a uh-huh. nail and smashes it and then puts it back in and launches it back up and then he like stabs the ticket on a little ticket thing like he he's like yeah i did that and i was like what did he what did he just do he just broke it and sent it back i'm so confused yeah <laughs> Uh, but his role in this was giving me like major everything everywhere all at once vibes. And my, my hope was that like, oh my gosh, what if this is like some crazy crossover and that movie is somehow tied to the Marvel universe? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, weird, but I would be all about it. (laughs) Yeah. That would be wild. Um, <laughs> um, I was hoping that when we were in that room, we would maybe see some more like visual Easter eggs, uh, just with the amount of stuff that was scattered through that room. But there, mm-hmm. I didn't really see anything that like stood out. Yeah, most. I think. Yeah, I didn't see anything either. I haven't seen any notes related to stuff, but yeah, it would have mm-hmm. been cool to see something of. Well, even like we got that in season one, right? We got all the there was just um, like a drawer full of Infinity this... Stones. Right, mm-hmm. we had that. Yeah. I have not missed being on Twitter until I watched this episode, because that that used to be my little 
you know, what I did after I finished watching uh, a new Marvel episode, I would go and see what people were saying about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> and so, like, there's a void there. I'm not seeing what other people are noticing mm. and, you know, what stood out to them. <laughs> I feel like I'm just kind of sitting in a room by myself thinking about it until I get to talk to y'all. <laughs> Switch, move over to threads. <laughs> uh, Same experience. <laughs> well i guess maybe <laughs> um i want to talk a little bit about them pulling loki back um so essentially the whole episode is they find out loki's time slipping there's a really comical situation where loki is in the past talking to ouroboros and mobius is in the future talking to ouroboros and Ouroboros is like remembering things in the future from the conversation he's like currently having in the past with Loki. And I was like, this is, this is really <laughs> funny. Um, but they essentially learn that Loki's time slipping. And the only way to get him out of time slipping is to launch a cable into the time stream and rip Loki out of it. And it could potentially rip all of Mobius' skin off. Uh, which they make a point to say multiple times, even yeah, even in the case multiple that times. Loki doesn't make it back, it will rip Mobius' skin off. So, uh, and then they <laughs> Mobius rides skin yeah. question mark on the side of that computer, yeah. uh, <clears throat> and that's kind of like the the plot of the episode is them trying to get this device and Mobius put it in the right spot and pull Loki out of timeline so that. Mm-hmm. He won't slip anymore, potentially. Um, but it's just like the I think what made this these moments so fantastic is like it's just like Ob through all of this stuff. Like he keeps that same level of energy. Yeah, like, <laughs> never really seems to get stressed because it's just like the further the deeper we get to the end of this episode, it's just like the complications keep rising. Right. I think my favorite moment is like he's when uh, Mobius is like he's all suited up and he just kind of looks up and he's like, is that a crack? And then he just like puts some tape on it. He's like, no, nope, yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's confusing because like just is when he goes out, is he in space? We don't really know like where the, t- the yeah. time like take they have to take physical time and turn it into the timeline is what. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. 
And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What they're doing with this, like, giant machine that apparently Miss Minutes runs. Um, and I... That we're betting that can exactly, build. Yeah. And and I'm assuming yeah. that we will never get any explanation of an inkling of how it works, which fine, I'm sure it's a bunch of it's comic book nonsense. But mm-hmm. I want to know like when he's when Mobius goes out onto the deck, it looks like he is having to like forcefully push his way through like waves of time that are hitting him, mm-hmm. right? But then mm, when yeah. he's coming back from the machine, it looks like he is also pushing his way through waves of time. And I was like, well, this doesn't make sense. Wouldn't it be easier for him to get back since he had to push so hard to get to the machine? You would think that now all that stuff is pushing him from behind, propelling him quicker. I mean, Maybe, maybe it's like it, water. Yeah. So it's like mm. friction. It's equally challenging to go to the future as it is to yeah, go to the past. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. If you view it as like time is pressing against both sides, that when he's in the present, mm-hmm. he's fine. Like he can stand there and be okay. But any way he moves through time, it's going to be. Yeah, I could see difficult. that. I was a little concerned also with the. They made a point to say while you're out there, like your suit is going to slowly age. And I feel like the only thing we yeah. got was like a little rust on the helmet. And then when he came back. Like, maybe since he was coming back, he was going the other way through time, so it, like, de-aged. But when they, like, basically come back into the, like, airlock chamber, there's no aging on the mm-hmm. suit. And I kept thinking, like, why wouldn't they have aged it more? Like, even the duct tape doesn't age. And it's like, wouldn't you make it so, like, the duct tape starts to get, like, frayed around the edges or something to show that it's getting older? Mm. Yeah. They made such a big point of that being an issue while he's out there. And then I feel like it wasn't really that big of an issue, but it also changed from like an hour long process to five minutes. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, if they had actually yeah, the not even hour, five minutes, it was like 30 oh, yeah, seconds. Was isn't so, that what he tells yeah. Him? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but happy ending for the episode. They yank Loki back from time. But it was, yeah, it was weird because somebody had to melt stick Loki for him to get uh, sucked back into the regular time stream. And we don't know who it was because whoever it was got him from behind while Loki was distracted because Sylvie is like clawing her way out of an elevator and be like, I finally found you. And Loki is so stunned to see her. Like his eyes get all watery like he's about to cry. And then somebody melts him. And we don't know who. Possibly another Loki. Possibly a Sylvie or Mobius in a different timeline. Possibly a bad person. We do not know. But somebody melt-sticked him. My thought is that it's him. Like, it's Mm. him from the future. Because he knew that he had to be melt-sticked to be able to even get pulled back out of time to be normal. So I think what happens is... He goes back in time. He's good. He and Mobius are working things out. They're trying to find Sylvie. 
he gets to Sylvie and he sees himself standing in front of Sylvie and is like, oh, I got to melt stick you so that you can get pulled out of time. And it becomes some weird like looping thing mm. where he like he knows he has to get himself. He has to kill himself so that he can exist where he currently <laughs> is. That just seems like the the angle of the show now is is yeah. time means nothing and there are no weird paradoxes from like back to the future where like you can't see yourself or it'll mess stuff up and it's like nah that's not a real thing it's fine you can see yourself we don't care we'll do whatever we want to you can kill yourself it's totally cool do we do we know who was on the phone that was ringing in that moment i don't think so because he never answered it Mm-mm. yeah it was just ringing ringing and then she sylvie started to pry open the doors I mean, that was like some Matrix moments, right? So that, that again, that could be something like, you know, Loki's looking for himself. He knows he has to melt stick himself. And mm-hmm. he gets Mobius to call that elevator. And that's why he walks mm. over to the elevator. And then he melt sticks him from behind. And then we eventually, once we get to that part in the series, we'll have the reuniting of Sylvie and Loki. Yeah. But then, speaking of Sylvie... <sighs> We get a post-credit scene, which Marvel, please, if you're listening to me, please, please put post post-credit scenes on all of these episodes. I don't want just one, yes, and then it's like you set the precedent soon, that you're going to do it, and then you never do it again. Yeah, as soon as the episode ended, like I like paused it, set a step away for a second, but I saw it was like it was like seven minutes and thirty seconds left, and I was like, oh, there's got to be post- <laughs> like that's a long time for credits for this episode. Yeah. So uh, we get Sylvie walking out of one of the little teleporty time doors, uh, and she's going to 1982 on a branched timeline to Broxton, Oklahoma, which in the comics that is where Thor sets up New Asgard. So I'm wondering if we'll get some sort of new Asgard tie-in or if the nod to that was just the fact that this is where she is Braxton, Oklahoma um, so we'll see where that goes but then she goes into a McDonald's and is just sort of looking around and seeing how happy everyone is and basically mm-hmm. tells the guy she wants one of everything so I think what she like her goal was to just live peacefully right now that she mm-hmm. has killed Kang yeah. it's her yeah. Thanos moment so now she's just gonna Pretty like much. chill in 1982 Oklahoma potentially or apparently they're test they're doing a test run for chicken yeah uh, I didn't know that the the McNugget officially debuted in '83, but they had select locations where they <laughs> tested the product, and that was one of them. You know, historically accurate. I also love that she is like, I don't want squirrel, I don't want possum, <laughs> yeah. I don't want anything with a face, and I'm like, first of all, offensive to Southern people. We don't eat those anymore. Yeah. And. <laughs> Yeah, and whenever oh, she man. said that she wants to try everything, the kid is so sincere behind her. He's, like, turning around about to make her, like, a Big Mac, a Quarter Pounder, <laughs> and all the nuggets and everything. Um, but, yeah, uh-huh. I really liked this moment for her because she's finally getting to think about what she can do to just make herself happy without having to be driven by, like, this desire mm-hmm. for revenge. It's also an Inigo Montoya moment. 
Or he's like, I don't know yeah. what to do with myself yeah. now. <laughs> I guess be a pirate. So, <laughs> so yeah. this is where we're probably going to find Sylvie next week, where she's working at McDonald's, <laughs> living life <laughs> in Oklahoma. <laughs> but then, but then we get Giancarlo Esposito show up. And now we've got like this weird Breaking Bad. (laughs) (laughs) He would have been great to just show up there, though. He's just, you know, just reprising that role. ish (laughs) would have been hilarious. Um, I think overall. Oh, go ahead. No, I just hope like next episode it starts off with Sylvie and maybe she's just walking around, but she's like holding like a McDonald's Mm. bag. (laughs) (laughs) I. I think overall this was like a great first episode. I think it really like set the scene for what's going on. Um, it gave us a couple questions to ask that seem like questions that they'll actually answer this time instead of the norm of here's 30 questions and we're only going to answer three of them. This sort of set up like five questions and I assume we'll get the answer to three of them, which, you know, three out of five is not bad. Um but yeah, I'm super excited Loki's back. I'm looking forward to next week's episode to jump around the timeline some more. And who knows what <laughs> we're going to see. <laughs> did either of you look through the end credits for Clues? I did. The mm. only thing that I saw people talking about was the Zartan protocol. And people mm-hmm. are tying that to a gi joe character um mm-hmm. i don't think that that is what it is that would be a wild thing for them to try to do a gi joe crossover in a marvel movie that would <laughs> man i want to say i don't know if y'all seen the movie because man we could get into some crazy spoilers but it, could <laughs> it could happen but zartan he is the master of disguise. So that kind of brings up. And also when you see this, you also see this is when they're showing Kihan's mm. like name. So I could see them trying to make some weird connection there to where like is OB who he says he is or is it Kang in disguise? Uh, like, yeah, that mm. could. <laughs> Don't bum me out. Yeah, me too. I could see yeah. that 100%. Did you guys look up... Uh, and y'all might not have had to look it up because Mason already knew, but he looked it up to double check what Ouroboros is. It's the, uh, oh, I knew this. I know Mobius is the rectangle I should know that it. you attach the ends and it basically is like a 2D representation of infinity. And mm-hmm. Ouroboros is. Oh, it's the never ending circle of life mm-hmm. or the infinite mm-hmm. loop of time. It's like the the snake oh, okay. batting its tail. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I mean, just that description yeah. alone gives me <laughs> king vibes. Like, yeah. yeah, I really hope not. He's a cool mm. character. He's fun. He is. Don't. Yeah. It's weird to call a grown man adorable, <laughs> but he's adorable. Agreed. Don't ruin this for us, Marvel. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, do we have a Loki themed question for this week? Space and time themed. I mean, we could do something like if you could go back in time, what time period would you go back to? That's a good one because there's so many complications. Okay. 
that'll be our question this week then. So mm-hmm. think about that. Listeners, let us know on social media what your answers are. And you'll hear us. What am I supposed to post I'm it. writing it down right now. <laughs> uh, so we'll answer the question from last time, <laughs> um, which is, uh, Elise, I'll have you say it again. <laughs> so the well, question I'm was. now. <laughs> are we stitching this into the other episode? No, this will be for this one. Okay. So our question from last time, the one that we just talked about while we were paused, <laughs> was <laughs> was uh, if you could choose a fictional character outside of Marvel that you thought could uh, be good enough to wield Mjolnir, who would it be? Yes. I think my fictional character would be... Um, Oh, I forgot his name. Oh, um, Jack Sparrow. Ooh, yeah. interesting choice. Because I think that he's he's like uh, he has that weird thing, right? Where he's not bad. You know, he's a pirate, but he's not like trying to like kill people or steal from people. He's just trying to like do his own thing. And so in the end, he's sort of like a anti-hero. <laughs> um, but he's so not evil. You know, he's, I think he's chaotic good. So I think that <laughs> he'd be able to wield it. And I don't think that he would wield it well. I'm sure there would be some, <laughs> you know, some mistakes and accidents, but... No, I just picture him doing his little run and Mjolnir's chase. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can see it because canonically he did lose his job with the East India Trading Company for freeing an entire <laughs> ship of enslaved people. Yeah. And then yeah. he was like, okay, I guess I'm a pirate now because I'm on the run from the East India Trading Company. <laughs> so that's my choice. Good fun. It's what about you, Luke? I'm going... Mr. Miyagi. Oh. How does he train Daniel with Mjolnir? Huh? <laughs> Daniel right. definitely Well, couldn't. I mean, no. But it's just like, you know, Mr. Miyagi, I just I just think that would be a, such a great fit because just, you know, his mentality around, like, karate is, like, it's not for violence. Karate is not the answer to anything. Karate is a defensive mechanism. Mm-hmm. It's really, like, if you cannot resolve this by having sitting down and having a conversation and talking through your issues and figuring it out, and this other person just really just wants to beat you up, then karate comes into play. And I just see, see that as, like, that embodiment of, like, you know, he's that's just his... He's just built his whole life and structure around that. Like, he doesn't want to fight... But if he has to, he will. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you just think of like, you know, just people getting in bad situations. That's when this mule will in there and just be like, stop it. Like, it's about to go down. That's good. <laughs> That's a good one. I do like that. All right, Elisa. My broad answer is all dogs, but very specifically... <laughs> Very specifically, um, right now I'm almost done. I'm within a few pages of finishing the book uh, Lessons in Chemistry, which is about to be a mini series. It's going to be on uh, Apple TV. And the dog in that is named 630 because they got him at 630 in the afternoon. Um, and out of all dogs, 630 might be the goodest boy <laughs> because 
He is very, very protective of his family. He's got a, a frankly absurd level of emotional intelligence for for a dog. <laughs> Part of the book is even uh, told from his perspective. Like it's it's one of those uh, omniscient narrators that spends a little bit of time with all these different characters, and one of them that it returns to frequently is six thirty, the dog. And so I don't know how he could wield Mjolnir, whether it was like a, you know, carrying it in his mouth like a stick or wielding it with his puppy paws, but he could do it because he is a pure soul. <laughs> That's good. That's a good answer. As soon as you said dog, my first thought was Clifford. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he's giant, so he would be yeah. like, yeah, just <laughs> he would be dangerous with Mjolnir, but he would use it for good. <laughs> Oh my goodness! All right, I just picture that. <laughs> Clifford, you got Clifford the big red dog holding Mjolnir, and then like the Hulk is like riding him or something. Like, just... if they make that, if they put that into a Marvel comic, we do expect to get reimbursed for this idea. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Forget GI Joe. Give us Clifford of the Marvel Universe. Uh, well, thank you all for listening this week. <laughs> Join us next week for episode two of Loki and find out what time period we all want to live. See you guys next week. Bye.